This top 10 fantasy football tight ends edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at underdogfantasy.com with promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use in Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance to win $1 million. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store or Google Play Store. This is Brian Bosworth, aka The Boz, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Welcome everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking that money green with my partner in picks, Ryan, real money Kramer. What's happening? Kramer dog. You know, my favorite thing about fantasy football season is yes. saying season as the end. Let's baby. go baby. Let's go. We're uh, taping the, doing a little pre tape. Ryan, you are as, <laughs> as the listeners are hearing this, you're floating down a uh, river in a uh, unnamed state. I, I'm travel. Yeah, I'm certainly. I'm traveling. Uh, I'm traveling to Utah, Sean. Oh. To to me, am I allowed? Not allowed to say that. Utah, no, pay can. us. We can't. We can't mention Utah. No, well, Utah's not paying us any money. So we, the only uh, state we acknowledge is the one that brews Rocky Mountain cold refreshment, aka Coors Light. Yeah, uh, we floating down a river in Utah, and then you know may, maybe uh, stopping on in little, little sunny Las Vegas on the way. Throwing a little dice in Vegas. Oh, this is um, yeah. I mean, again, this is this is when football gets real. Are we going to be doing a whole series of our top ten fantasy football uh, players by position? And again, you know, these are our rankings. We also have now up on the website we have fantasy football rankings and fantasy football projections, which I'm constantly updating. Yes, the, the rankings. By the way, it's great. Real so, time. Uh, again, I'm going to be tinkering all summer with these. And a shout out to fantasy football editor Adam Peltier and all the writers for putting those together. It looks great on the site, uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com for that. All right, enough messing around. Let's do it. Let's. Oh, wait. Where the fuck is that? Oh, no. Oh, what happened, Ryan? I, I don't know. Performance issues? <laughs> do we. There we go. They say it's a check engine light. <laughs> hey, it's the preseason for us fantasy football experts, but it's never the preseason over a win bet. Unless you want to bet on the NFL preseason, because then you can do that over at winbet.com, W-Y-N-N-Bet.com. Download the app today, the NBA Finals, MLB. They got you covered over at WinBet. Generous promos, odds, and parlays. They're all happening right now at WinBet. W Y N N bet. Oh man, the Las Vegas experience right in the palm of your hands. If you want to win big, 
Just go to wynnbet.com. Download the app today. Get that $500 risk free bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. Kramer, let's do it. Top 10 fantasy football tight ends. We flipped the coin before we started recording it. Uh, who goes first? Well, I'll let you go, Ryan. Mm-hmm. I'll let I, you go first because because I have the ni- I have the nicer set of tight ends. Over. All right, number ten. We're going backwards to forwards. I left some guys Counting out. Counting it down. That I was gonna find find a way to crowbar like Anthony Ferkser. Just he's mm. uh, he's on the outside looking in. Yeah. Obviously, you want to check out the ranking sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Well, and, and the more I'm hearing about Ferkser, a lot of the stuff is they don't. The Titans coaches themselves don't think he's going to be taking over mm. the Jonas Smith role. So I, I know I was probably guilty of it earlier in the best ball season of like, oh, he's a he's a plug and play guy. Uh, throw him in there. But uh, according like to them, him. again, it's early. We're figuring things out. But they, I do take some of these coaches' notes seriously when it comes to playing time and and their roles and stuff like that because I do think that you can you can figure a little stuff out. And I think what we're seeing here is we're going to like, I'm going to slowly see the, con- like the divergence between my best ball opinion and my season long Ferks are a guy. I think I like better in best ball because yeah, cause he can have those, he scores those touchdowns, he could have those massive games, but will be a mess. Anyway, other guys right on the outside, looking in Irv Smith, jr. Noah, Noah Fant, but my number 10 guy, I think uh, I, I the more that I read, the more I'm believing that he's going to uh, see an increase in offensive share, even though they brought in Jalen Waddle, even though they brought in Will Fuller. Mike Gusecki, I firmly believe, Sean, and, and just because the quarterback isn't someone you fancy doesn't mean they're going to find the tight end a lot. And I think part of why I like Gusecki here is because Tua might be limited in where he can throw the ball. And I think. Gasecki is going to be a guy that he's going to find familiar routes and comfortable throws to get him the ball. Honestly, I don't know if this is an offense that I'm banking on being like a volume offense. I want lots of players. I will say that in general, Miami Dolphins offensive players are very devalued right now. Yes, they should be. I'm a little higher than most on Mike Gasecki, but I definitely think in this kind of huge mess of guys that that I, I listed some of them probably at the next couple of guys I'm going to list in, in in a similar tier. I I just like the upside here because I do think Tua is going to be looking to him early and often and if he's receiving, you know, a consistent eight target game, he's going to look pretty pretty decent at the 10 spot. So Mike Kosicki not in my top 10. Where do you, where do you have him? I, really I, I don't know. Um I got to do another pass on, but I, I got him I don't think he's a top 20 tight end, Ryan. Okay. Well, you got to drop him a little bit then. No, I mean, I gotta, I have to update my rankings. Some of this is more recent, but you know, the big appeal with Gasecki last year was that they didn't really have the receiver help and that he would be split out and running in that third receiver role, like basically playing a receiver in the tight end position in the slot. And he, the slot. How's the slot? he's not going to be doing that this year. They, they drafted Jalen Waddle, who I think is going to eat up a number of his, his targets. Uh, you know, you take out the fact that, um, even the quarterback situation alone, I, I just don't see it from Gasecki. I think your opinion of Tua falls into why I think Gasecki's going to be more well, involved I, and because Waddle's the vertical guy, Fuller's the vertical guy, and I don't think you're sold on his ability to throw vertically. So if those guys end up being more like decoys, and Gasecki could be a target hog. That's all I'm saying. And to put him at ten 
Uh, maybe I'm putting him higher in the tier just to talk about him because I do think he's a guy that I don't have enough shares of yet that I need to acquire more shares. I like I like Mike Kosicki. I was all in on Mike Kosicki last year. I I had him as my number one tight end. Again, I I'm not afraid. Oh, here's what it was. This is to throw out a hot take. No, he he (laughs) he disappointed a little bit, but I I mean what they did at the receiver position and sure where he's at. I I just. He's not in my top ten. Also, no fan, not in my top ten. I'm Out, sure this guy well. is in your top ten. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson, not in my top ten as well. And again, I'm a big Hawk fan, but I just can't put in in, in a hot in a in, hot. in a position group yeah. that is reliant on touchdowns. I can't put in a team or, or a tight end with an offense that shitty. I just can't do it. Um, in regards to Hawk, and I love Hawk. I, I hope uh, you know Iowa guy, Big Ten football. I, I love Hawk as a quarterback. I, I just don't see it for him this year. Uh, coming in at number ten for me, he is a Jacksonville Jaguar. Give me Tim Tebow. <laughs> oh, uh, you know it, it's in line with the Heat. That I, you're well, I with. did want to add Tim Tebow. No, you didn't. Into my fantasy rankings and and put him at the end because you you can hit add player in fantasy pros. For your expert rankings, <laughs> I I actually went with and again lower than market on this guy Mark Andrews. Um, you know, I again still high on that guy. I think I thought he was a little bit overrated. He was super mm. high last year. I think a lot of people had him top three, top two. I I was down on him, and I, I think just a slight regression for me. I I think they're going to try and get the receivers more involved, and again. You know, Lamar, not an amazing passer, but Mark Andrews has been pretty consistent. Um, you Even, know, I mean, uh, you know, I'll 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 throw out some more. He was stuff number like four um, total fantasy points last year, seven touchdowns. I, I'm just my model's showing a slight regression to maybe like five touchdowns, and that's why I got him in the uh, seven or ten range here, just kind of cracking. Uh, Cracking the top ten. I'll I'll counter argument later when I when I, he comes up in in my ranking, Sean, because <clears throat> I, I think you're 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 kind of right. He did have a down year last year, but he had a down year and still finished fourth, like you said. Yeah, I so. mean, you could you could look at it two ways. You could say he had a down year and still finished fourth, or he had a down year and it's a trend of hmm. Lamar and him not being able to use him to his full capacity and slowly, you know, teetering out. So that's kind of the angle I went there. Who's your number nine tight end, Ryan? Number nine, uh, you know, I think he's fairly recently converted to the position. Went to my alma mater, played quarterback, cannon for an arm. You know, I've heard a lot of people say that Ryan Fitzpatrick coming to the situation hurts Logan Thomas's ability uh, to put up points. I don't, I don't quite understand that argument with Curtis Samuel. And Terry McLaurin on the outside. I think this is going to be a situation where Logan Thomas is going to eat, and I think Logan Thomas is going to eat around the red zone. I think yeah. Logan Thomas, he's six six. I think Logan Thomas is going to eat the seam, a, 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 a just just an, a throw that Fitzpatrick loves to make, and he's an athletic big guy who knows how to box out and use his body. Again, he's probably like I'm gonna my number eight guy is probably also in this same tier. But again, these guys are are kind of the top of this tier where, you know, we'll, I'd be fine getting guys towards the back end of it. Would prefer a guy like Logan Tom. I just think the volume is gonna be there. Um, maybe you have him higher, but yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, so yeah, he to me the 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 concern here 
is that it's not going to be all about these receivers because I'm also pretty high on McLaurin and Samuel. So I this offense I don't think is going to produce a ton of fantasy output on a week to week basis. But I do think Logan Thomas again in best ball I definitely like him more too because I I could see him having some nice games where he had he gets three four red zone targets and pulls in a couple touchdowns. Well, and I'll I'll save some of my Logan Thomas mm. points for when I get to him at number five. But I, I think one thing worth connecting uh, to your Gasicki and your Logan Thomas the through line there obviously being Ryan Fitzpatrick oh. and. A lot of the Gasicki's good numbers came with Ryan Fitzpatrick, who had who had an ability to get him the ball. Um, and Logan Thomas only in line tight end nineteen percent of the time, so he's going to be lining up split out a lot like Gasicki. And I think that's going to be a great combination for Fitzpatrick. That's why I'm a little higher. I'm guessing you have this guy higher than I do, Ryan, because everyone <laughs> does. Uh, coming in at number nine, George Kittle. Um, Again, I love it. I'm low on George Kittle, but you you're lower. So why? Let's go. First off, I want to thank George. I want to thank Travis for inviting me to uh, the tight end summit, Ryan. Um, Tight end university. They weren't able. I read a news story about how they weren't able to. Why they didn't invite Tim Tebow to the tight end university? (laughs) And they seriously gave an answer. That's that's messed up. I'm gonna look into the camera, Ryan, for this one. George Kittle. Is the most overrated fantasy football tight end in NFL history because <laughs> he he doesn't deliver. I, I mean, I, I like George Kittle I, I, as a, as a concept, as an idea. But look at his numbers, Ryan. Off the top of your head, how many career touchdowns does George Kittle have? He's been in the league four years. It, uh, it, let's see, ten. 14 touchdowns okay. in four years. He's never had more than five touchdowns. Why is he a top three tight end every goddamn time? It makes no sense. But I mean, I, 14 touchdowns. Robert Tunyon almost did that last season alone. It's I, a touchdown dependent league, and he's coming off of injury. You have a very weird quarterback situation, yep. I think, to say the least. Uh, and 7.9% drop percentage. He led the yep. league in drops last year. And some of that's the quarterback. Play, but is FCS rookie, uh, you know, Trey Lance or Jimmy G uh, ankle fucked up going to be that much better? Uh, yeah, I, you know, it's I mean, fu- he is capable of massive games. And again, the guy obviously has a great athletic skill set, but again, he's coming off a serious injury again. Uh, between the injuries, the tight end uncertainty, his drop issues, low touchdown percentage, <sighs> I, I mean, I think he's lucky to make my top 10. And I said that to him at the summit. Coming in with the the hot uh, the hot touchdown, I, I you're all you're all in on the touchdown angle. I think here's why I had a hard time dropping Kittle much further than wh- where I dropped him, which was was to five. And I you know what I I was trying to find a reason to push him lower, but I just I feel like it's silly because he can have games where he's such a huge part of the offense. And I and I'm uh, actually ball, yeah. Well, for sure, but if you're if you're drafting Kittle, you're drafting him early, and I think. Even where I put him at five, and if you look at my overall rankings, he's far enough down where I'm not going to be taking him towards the back end of the second round, thir- early yeah. third round. So I'm probably not getting him anyway. But I do think he still possesses the capability to be featured in that offense as the number one receiver. No, and again, and that that's why me, he's- that that to me is why it's hard to to push him much further down. Now I think we we effectively do the same thing. 
we effectively have done the same thing, which is we've put them off our board to where we're not taking. Yeah. So, but I, I like I like how you're going hot with it. You, you have he, a bone to pick. He, he's he, never had more than five touchdowns. Can, can I tell you season, why right? people love him? There's this weird thing leaking in from like football guy speak where it's like George Kittle's just he's like a good a, blocker. He's a man, you know. He's a he's an old school. He's a throwback tight end, and look, he he's gonna have games, and I just don't think I'm gonna end up with a ton of them this year. So he's never had more than five touchdowns in a in a season. Worth noting, obviously. The um the highest ranked fantasy player, fantasy tight end last year who had five touchdowns, Eric Ebron came in at 13, 91 catch or sorry, 91 targets, 56 catches, five touchdowns. I mean, I think he's gonna do better than that, but is he gonna get you eight touchdowns and forty one catches like Jonah Smith did? Uh in, in the nine spot. I don't know, man. I, I I don't know. So that's why that's why I got him number nine. Who's your number eight guy? My uh, number eight guy again. He's probably in there with with Logan Thomas and Gasecki for me, and maybe he has a higher ceiling because of what the the offense could be. And again, just like what I said about George Kittle, D- Dallas Goddard could very well be the number one target in this offense. And you know, I, I think it's interesting because I know that the Eagles are going to produce a lot of receptions, a lot of passing fantasy points this year. And so I want to have, I want to have positions on them and I can't find myself getting there with taking Devonta Smith as early as Devonta Smith is yeah. going. And so it ends up being Dallas Goddard. Funny enough, I have Dallas Goddard and Jalen hurts ranked almost in, I think back to back in the, in the eighties range, which puts them right in that range of where they're going, where you can go back to back and stack, whether you're playing season long or best ball with what I think is pro like, I would say Dallas Goddard in my eighth spot he probably, he might have a higher ceiling than some of the guys I'm going to list next. I just, I just don't know. This offense could look completely different and Dallas Goddard might not be a huge part of it at all. And, and, but I I love him at the eight spot because I I think the ceiling is high enough to be appealing. And, and I think when you're drafting a tight end in this range, you are drafting a ceiling, not so much a floor because especially in season long showing, if he turns out to be a guy who's not involved inconsistently, you cut him, you pick someone else up because I mean, what the tight end position is conservatively eighteen deep. Yeah. If you're not taking taking a top guy, so I'm sure you have Dallas Goddard higher. But I, again, I think I think the the promise for him is that the ceiling could be enormous. I think with that receiving talent, if he is a featured guy, he there's no reason he's not receiving seven eight targets a week. Yeah. No. I mean, I have him higher. I'll, I'll see some of the points. I mean, I I think the injury issues have been an issue. He's yeah. never been the guy. Um, Ertz is still on the roster. Yeah, yeah but we <laughs> expect that to be resolved. I, I think, especially the contract situation, I I think is worth noting too because they're not giving him a big uh, deal. They're not extending him before this year. This is a Dallas no, Goddard here. The, the keys to the uh, tight end one car. Don't wrap around the pole. Let's see what you can do with it. And again, the Sirianni offense is does involve the tight end a decent amount. He doesn't have a ton of competition. I mean, Richard Rogers is the backup tight end who at times looked better than Ertz, honestly. Yeah. Um he we'll made see. plays. But yeah, I got Who's some more I got some more Goddard stuff. Uh number eight, Hunter Henry. Mm. Uh, Ooh, I know. Really? Yeah, I'm I'm taking a stand here. Ooh, I think <laughs> what what is happening right now in the fantasy community and um, you know. Hello, hello, hello. This is the this is me speaking to the echo chamber that is the fantasy uh, Twitter world. 
where everyone just copies their own rankings and like, oh yeah, that's right, yeah, oh, oh yeah, a target share because everyone has the same spreadsheet and sh- we obviously have some good guys with spreadsheets, but this is this is a this is a gut football handicapper one oh one. They brought in two tight ends, um, Janu Smith. I don't think is Bill is Bill Belichick's type of tight end. He loves him a Gronk and Hunter Henry has strong this Gronk is true. vibes. Um, Jonas Smith's the, more of the Aaron Hernandez role. Yeah, exactly. He's going to end up uh, shooting, <laughs> shooting up a well, club. I mean, geez, allegedly. Allegedly. I think there's a pretty easy scenario where Hunter Henry leads this team in targets, catches, and receiving touchdowns. I now I know they're going to run a lot of twelve personnel, but I think Hunter Henry is going to sh- show himself to be a much better pass catching tight end than Jado Smith. I mean, you look at the early beat reporter stuff, and I do think it's worth. Tr- honestly, if you're hardcore fantasy and gambling, and you must be if you're listening to a top ten <laughs> fantasy football uh, tight end podcast, do yourself a favor and subscribe to or at least peruse some of these like local uh, reddits for the different team stuff because certain stuff will pop as far as the beat reporters, etc. Pat's tight end Hunter Henry's skills are obvious at workouts. So I, I think there's already some clamoring going on. And I yeah. think he's a guy that's going to really be able to separate himself. I know they pay John Smith a decent amount of money. I know they're going to be running this run heavy offense. It's going to be Cam different. Newton. We, Cam Newton might be the quarterback. It's funny. Everyone just took their same takes on new England, re put them right back in the microwave, hit five seconds, reheated and pulled them out. It's like the same shit we heard last year. Uh, he, Cam Newton is not going to be the quarterback past week five or six, and I think Hunter Henry is going to really succeed once they put in Mac Jones, who will be their starting quarterback. Ryan, before we hear more from the fantasy football tight end preview, shout out Prop Swap, baby. Brought to you by Prop Swap. Oh man, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. You see a ticket you like, but think the price is too high. Uh, I'm sure they're gonna have some uh, player props out there because those are fun to get in Vegas. Mm. Get those tickets, head mm. over to the win, get yourself a nice over Hunter Henry receiving yards prop. And then when he's skyrocketing, you know, has a couple hundred yards games early, you can list it for sale on prop swap. Again, the awesome part about prop swap is you don't need your ticket to win, to make money. All you need to do is have your ticket increase in value. Hashtag investing hashtag digits only Again, prop swap. Your bet doesn't need to win. All you need to do is just make some of that sweet, sweet cheddar, AKA value. Just go to propswap.com. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 and bonus cash. That's right. I mean, again, you're already going to get the best price and you're going to get $500 bonus cash. Are you kidding me? Oh my God. Propswap.com or download the PropSwap app today. Propswap.com promo code S G P Kramer. What do you, what are you doing? Number seven, <laughs> number, number seven is I, I'm not, I, I just disclosure. Once Julio got traded, I, I, it would be foolish for me to not put Kyle Pitts in my top 10. Okay. And I, I like the running back situation, but again, I like, I like Calvin Ridley uh, as you'll hear later in this series. But again, by putting Kyle Pitts where I've put him, 
I'm not drafting him. Mm. He's going, he's going too early for my taste, but I, I, I respect the volume he's going to see. I respect the situation, not too different than Goddard. If he, he could have games where he's featured in a situation where they're down a lot of points and they're, I mean, they're Goddard and Pitts play each other week one. I mean, they, we could, we could see very quickly what these guys are capable of in a, in a plus matchup like that. So yeah, I mean, uh, it's kind of a cop out because I'm I, I was I was never gonna leave him out of the top ten. I, I do think now with with Julio out, like there, there's an obvious role. We saw what what Arthur Arthur Smith was able to do with the Titans and kind of just maximize the potential of players. He looks like a coach that knows what the fuck he's doing. So when they took Pitts, they obviously were taking him for a purpose. And so just from a volume perspective, I think now we're entering the, the world where like these guys are all the guys who I think are probably going to average in the six plus seven plus target range. And I think that w- with that and with this guy's size, and he's certainly going to be a target around, around the red zone. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'd be curious to hear your take on him because it, it feels with the, with the heat you're coming with, I'm guessing he's not in your top 10. Oh no, he is. Okay. I just have him. I have him one spot ahead. I'll actually, I'll just do my Kyle Pitts now. I have him number six. Yeah, I, I think you nailed it. Um, we're actually not as high as the market. I mean, a lot of people have Kyle Pitts number three. I think that's just too tough of a. That's too high He's of a, a bar to put on to a rookie. Start, like period. Yeah, and and I and I think him being number six tight end fantasy football would be really good production out of him. And again. I'm pretty skeptical of Matt Ryan as a quarterback without Julio. And I, and I'm with you to a certain degree, Calvin Ridley. I I think you're going to be higher in Calvin Ridley than I am. Yeah. Well, Uh, I mean, I don't know if it'll be possible for me to be higher on, on Calvin Ridley than you, but I I just think this Atlanta offense could hit some speed bumps. And I, I like the case of them not addressing their defense and still being a good opportunity for the offense. But to me, six sounds right for Kyle Pitts. Seven sounds right for Kyle Pitts. And when you have him that high, it's just there's just no value in it either in drafting it. No, and I, well, I I think the value becomes like you have the tight end cheat code. You have the guy that's getting ten targets a week who's playing tight end, and I think. What I keep coming back to, uh, whatever I I think or, or or feel about Matt Ryan, I just come back to this Arthur Smith situation, and we saw what he did with Ryan Tannehill. Like perhaps Ryan Tannehill leaving Gay step up and all, but like he that offense, we saw what they did some games, and you no, know that's that's a good that's a good so, case for them. Anyway, who's your number seven guy? Well, my number seven guy, Cole Komet. And again, nice. he's probably not in a ton of people's top tens. Nice. This is again, this is Sean football guy. Again, got a good look at him at the tight end summit. It, here's the thing. You look at football guy, Sean, Jimmy Graham was actually the number 10 fantasy tight end last year. And a lot of it was dependent on the touchdowns, right? He had eight touchdowns yep. and that's how he cracked the tight end or the top 10, 50 receptions. I mean, who knows what you get out of Jimmy Graham? It clearly, I, it was kind of like the end of the road for him. Yeah, he's not playing this year, right? Uh, I mean, I'll be surprised if they get much out of Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham even said, "Quote: Sky is the limit for Cole Komet." That isn't a guy who's worried about stealing the job. This is a guy who's out in the pasture. They already put him out in the pasture. He's fine passing the torch to Cole Komet. 
And Cole Komet was a guy who finished strong over the last seven games of the season. His usage increased. He was targeted over five times per game every one of those last games. And I think there was a lot of stuff that worked uh, in that Trubisky offense when he came back the second time that they're going to institute once they put Justin Fields in there. Um, and again, Cole Komet getting that local heat. They asked him. Uh, they asked the coach who was the bear who stood out the most in OTAs. They they um, coach said Cole Komet. The ball always seemed to find him regardless of who was at quarterback, aka Justin Fields. Cole Komet, book it. Fields had six passing uh, touchdowns, two tight ends in college. Take what you will from that, but uh, to me, the Cole Komet, Justin Fields best ball stack is juicy and. Again, people are kind of on to Justin Fields because of the rushing upside, but I still think the fact that you compare him with Cole Komet, who I think, and no, no offense to Allen Robinson, there's a world where probably not the number one target, but certainly a solid number two to to Allen Robinson. And and you know what? One of the things you have to check the box on to kind of pop into this range, I think touchdowns are great. Like touchdowns are important, but I think you can also just look at a target share. And say th- this is what you're going to need, and you look at the top guys. It's hard to find a guy who's going to really score you on a consistent basis that isn't averaging north of six targets a game. And so with Cole Komet, what you just called out, he averaged 30 targets over the last five weeks of the season, which is exactly six targets a game. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I I didn't have him. Uh, I didn't have the onions to put him in there, but you know, we love that stack with Justin Fields. I, I definitely have. For a guy who's not in my top ten, I have a tremendous amount of Cole Komet shares in best ball this year. All right, Sean, what do you got? Number six. My number six guy. Uh, I. <laughs> this is this is the this is where the Stafford love kind of really affects my rankings. Gerald Everett leaving town. Um, Tyler Higby Ooh, still there, and I think y- you know we saw what he could do. Uh, when he had the the stage, even with a guy like Jared Goff, I mean, we saw it uh, in 2019. Not so much last year, but I, I do think we saw some upside. Right, like we saw some of those games where he had double digit catches, even for 100 yards. So uh, I think you bring in a competent quarterback. You still have Sean McVay. You still have an offense that's going to be able to run the ball. Going to be able to use the play action. And nothing really has changed with the receivers, other than I think that Stafford is going to push the ball down the field a bit more, which should open Tyler Higby up even more. Um, I would say like Tyler Higby is the last guy that I that I would really want to end up with, who I would feel like super confident in. Like if I had to end up with Pitts on my team, I just I would still feel like he's a rookie tight end. So. I think Tyler Higby's in for a decent, uh, decent to to stellar year. Um, I'm going to be drafting him, putting him here, put puts him in a, in a position where I'm I'm going to be drafting him more than not, higher than market, Sean, higher than market. Yeah, I mean, you make a good case for Higby. He didn't make my uh, top ten. I, I mean, I didn't have any strong bullets against him. It, for me, it was just kind of a numbers thing. Uh, I mean, I got to look at my official rankings. I think I yeah, I got him at twelve right now. Um, to me, you want to. Cer- I think maybe one thing, and take with it what you will, is that it seems like they brought in Matt Safford specifically for the deep ball, for the deep yeah. shot. I mean, they brought in Deshaun Jackson, two two Atwell. I think they're want to. They're going to want to go deeper 
And I think maybe that is where Higby was getting some short garbage that golf was throwing, but that they're going to really push the ball down with the receivers on the outside with speed. And that maybe leaves Higby a little uh, left to dry there. Uh, I think I agree with everything you said. I just think it gives them more field to operate with. And I, no, I mean, yeah, that's the good counter. If, if what they're saying is true, I mean, if you add up the targets that Everett and Higby got last year, 120 targets, which puts you way north into the almost seven target per game. Yeah, I mean, I, I, now are they going to roll out another another receiver? I, I don't think they're going to run as much two tight end two tight end stuff. So I do think this is going to be. Higby ceiling to grab. And you know what? As we speak, I, I almost kind of want to. Can we update our rankings on the fly? Can I? I'm going to bump Tyler Higby to number five ahead of George Kittle, wow. putting George Kittle down to six. So I'll let you go. Then I'll talk about George Kittle, who you already <laughs> shit on appropriately. I'm going, uh, well, I, my next guy up, next man up, LT3, Logan Thomas. <laughs> I mean, you made a good a good case for him. I mean, as an Eagles fan, I'm going to be worried about how we guard this guy. I, I think he should be the number two target behind McLaurin. I know there's a lot of Samuel Heat and Gibson out of the backfield. Uh, Fitzmagic isn't really as much a throw to the. Uh, He's an inaccurate back. guy. He likes throwing a bigger targets. Yeah, and LT three is big. I think him and Fitzmagic are going to have a great connection. Again, same reason why I like Gasecki last year. I mean, LT3 coming off 72 catches, six touchdowns, and that was with a really bad quarterback situation. It couldn't yeah. get any worse. I think Fitzmagic is going to bump that up. I, I think Logan Thomas in the red zone is going to get him his looks. So for me, the case for Logan Thomas is pretty easy. And number five uh, for the tight end spot makes a lot of sense. What do you got up next? Ryan? Well, I mean, I, I, I swapped them. So I, it's uh, it's Kittle and I just to kind of compound here's, you know, one of the things I like to look at when I'm, when I'm doing these rankings, I like to look at the target charts, both how many targets for a team, or maybe if it's coach moving, what did he do the last year? How many targets are going to go to that position? And then how did that, how did that player fare uh, in the previous year? And when you look at uh, George Kittle, Again, maybe I should have been like you and just dropped him lower, but he just doesn't perform. Like he's gonna have big games, but I think you're crazy to take him in the third round. Yeah. And so again, having him this low certainly puts him off our teams for the most part. So not much else to add. The the only other thing I'll say, which I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. Th there is a version if it is Trey Young that they're running some some gimmicky shit. Trey Lance. Sorry, Trey, what did I Trey, <laughs> Young. Trey Young watching the uh, <laughs> if if they're running Trey Lance, I could see a lot of shovel pass the Kittle type stuff. Yeah, and if he's getting cheap stuff like that, obviously he becomes. No, I mean the the scary thing as guys who are down on Kittle is what if he is their number one receiver and th but there's a world to that, right? I I'd rather take the bet. On it being a Brandon Ayuk or a Debo Samuel and using the seventh, sixth round, whatever, eighth round draft equity to get it versus third round George Kittle feels steep. Again, I, I, and maybe I just have this bias against the 49ers because I think Kittle and Shanahan. You hate, you hate Kittle. You do hate Kittle. I do hate Kittle. Well, no, I mean, I, I want to like George Kittle, the Ertz what thing. It, it happened. Oh, that's what it, it was. It was the <laughs> all pro snub by Zach Ertz should have got the all pro. They gave it to Kittle. 
Uh, and I'm trying to take my bias away, but you look at the numbers. It's like, when has anyone ever won their league because of George Kittle? Revenge I, I just is don't a see dish it. best served cold, Sean. Yeah, I'm. I mean, they're putting a, the you know the echo chamber kids are putting him up there with like Kelsey or Waller. No. Like he's a he's a guy. He's in that tier. He's just he's he has the ability. He has the offense. Um, he just doesn't do it. So why I, would I think this is the year? And he's coming off a fucked up injury. If you look, I mean, again, if you look at the games where he was healthy, he did average almost eight targets a game. But if you really look at it, he had a 15 target game. He had a 10 target. He's like, there is some skewing. He also had a four target game. So my, my take on Kittle would be for him to achieve what people are saying he's going to achieve for him to achieve a, a positive EV in your draft. He's going to have to be the number one target. He's going to have to average these eight targets a game. And I don't think that's sustainable. Period. No, I just, yeah. It just doesn't. All uh, right. So I, I've it. given my, uh, I've given 10 through five now. Okay. So I think you're on number five. Uh, no, f- Logan Thomas was my five. Oh, okay. I, I squeezed in my six that's Kyle right. Pitts there. Four? Yeah. I'm on number four, Dallas Goddard. Um, again, we kind of hit on Goddard earlier. I, I think. Again, him leading the team in in targets, I, I think, is pretty reasonable. It's weird. There's a lot of chatter about the Eagles and Jalen Hurts, and obviously, we're going to break that down in in graphic detail for the quarterback. Oh, he made your top ten. You have to know when to come. Uh oh, man, it's just amazing. And and people are saying, well, you know, the Eagles might be bottom five. Um, you know, pass attempts. I, I just don't see that at all. Uh, I think they're going to be throwing a lot because I I am worried about the defense, the defensive backfield. People have that take for real. No, that uh, bottom five, bottom ten, because they That's think horrible. they think Jalen Hurts is going to be running a ton. Yeah, um, he is. Yeah, and those QB runs they keep drives alive and they keep them on the field. And the more you're on the field, the more you're going to pass. Like the if you watch that Colts offense, and it'll be interesting to see because obviously Philip Rivers and Jalen Hurts very different quarterbacks, but they got the most out of those tight ends, you know, whether it was Moa, Ali Cox, Jack Doyle. Yeah. And, and I think they split it up less because they wanted to do 12 personnel and more just cause that was the personnel they had like Mo Ali Cox and Jack Doyle. Neither one of them was clearly better than the other the, for the Eagles situation. Dallas Goddard is way better than Richard Rogers. Now I do think the running backs are going to get involved in the screen game. So that's going to suck up some attempts. I do think Rager uh, will have more targets than he did have previously. And Devonta Smith is this wild card. He's coming in as the number one receiver for the Eagles. How much are they going to use him? How much do they want to use him? He is a smaller frame guy. Goddard. And again, Goddard's had his injury issues. All that being said, I think they're going to be throwing a decent amount, and I think Dallas Goddard's going to get a shit ton of looks. Yeah, I, I think the the one angle you, is what you pointed out that that basically going the Eagles were one of the top teams in target share to tight ends last year, and so that that number right there, that thirty percent number, is going to probably regress. If you look at the Colts last year, they used the tight end a lot, still only down at the twenty two percent range. So. Uh, maybe that would be a counter argument. Again, I, I tend to not, I don't see too many versions of the Eagles that end up with a, a, a team that doesn't have the bottom 10 in pass attempts is crazy to me. That that's just an incorrect take. Yeah. I, I don't know. 
I, I just don't see that, that they're going to be like a team that pounds the rock. I mean, if you follow the Eagles, like I do, there was this story of <laughs> after they had that nice win on a Thursday night in green Bay, one of the things that came out that like, uh, you know, um, Jeffrey Lurie was kind of busting Doug Peterson's balls for not throwing the ball more. And, yeah. and he's like, Oh, we pounded the rock, whatever, blah, blah, blah. They brought in <laughs> the point I'm getting at is Nick Sirianni would yeah. not have gotten the job in Philadelphia. If his plan was we're going to pound the rock, also, that's just not going to fly in Philly. And between Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie, they love throwing the ball. And and just, even if you're what, paying attention to the national shit, like Lurie wanting to Jalen hurts to, you know, to be focused on like that tells me again, what maybe they're, they're not going to, like you said, they're not just going to pound the rock. Last thing I'll say is that the combination of Ertz and Goddard, you know, tremendous amount of, again, targets to the tight end. So even if the regression does happen, but there's only one of them, he could still, he's still in, I mean, he's, he's in a sweet spot where he is healthy. The Eagles offensive line uh, is healthy. Should be way better than last year. And yeah. And there's a chance to pick up a huge chunk in targets. Like what are these of these top 10 tight ends? Who is in a situation where they're gonna pick up a bunch of targets? I mean, again, I, I think mean, I guess Ferk, sir, if you're putting him in your top Higby 10, would be the guy Higby's the other that guy, I, yeah. that I, I, I point Higby's to actually a good comparison. Cause it's basically where they were split between, between two guys. Now it's just one guy. Um, and, yeah. and there's a, there's a, but I know, would say the difference is why I have Goddard higher than Higby is there's a chance Goddard's number one in targets. I don't see a realistic path that that's for Higby. That's fair, but I, yeah, no, I mean, perhaps I, you're right. You know why I have Goddard lower than Higby is just simply the floor. Like to me, the the floor on Goddard is is lower. Yeah, that's because true. I'm really. I like, mean, the the seal the floor for Goddard is pretty low because obviously Hertz could be a disaster, or Goddard could get uh, injured again, or you know, like or he's just or not, we don't or we don't know the Sirianni offense yeah. like we think we do. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is we're taping these they, pre preseason <laughs> games. Pre-training camp, Sean. All right, number four for me. Right before we oh. get to number four, just want to shout out Underdog Fantasy. Love the uh, Underdog platform. Love doing their best ball drafts. Uh, I mean, we've done a bunch of episodes where all we do is draft. Love it. <laughs> is draft a best ball mania lineup? They got they got other stuff as well. They got the uh, MLB NBA Finals uh, games as well. They even have the three. Team leagues for best ball, which is kind of insane, but um, it's uh, it's like it's fun. Yeah, just it leave is. It, at that. it is fun. Underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN for your chance to win one million bucks. That's right. I mean, yeah. What more do we have to say? Stop wasting your time with mock drafts. I mean, mock drafts. You're gonna draft something with nothing on the line. Throw in a twenty-five bucks, or better yet, free. Just sign up at Underdog. Roll the dice with best ball draft again. Uh, you know you can be in 250 leagues, right? You just there. don't have to manage. Them. I'm getting there. Underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. Who's your number four, Kramer? It's Mark Andrews, and I think okay. there is this in, in very uh, interesting narrative about Mark Andrews where he had a good year last year, but he didn't have a good year last yeah. year. And you pointed out the weapons they brought in, uh, whether it be the rookie uh, Bateman or the or Sammy Watkins or whatever, as a reason why maybe he'll get less uh, work. 
I don't think this offense is going to take any targets away from the tight end position. 27.8% last year, one of the top shares in the league. So I don't have that concern. He missed two games, still ended up as the fourth or fifth tight end, depending on your scoring system. So I think having some receivers that can actually be receivers, Hollywood Brown, yeah, sure, he can stretch the field. But again, I like the teams that are adding these components that can add space for the tight end to operate. I still think Mark Andrews is going to be one of Lamar Jackson's, if if not favorite top top one B target. I think I have him here because he's going to be the one A target. I think he's going to be the definitely the number one target around the red zone. And again, the offense that they run, if Andrews has the year that most people expect him to or expected him to have last year and probably expect him to have this year. I think he, he easily uh, is, is right there in the top. And I think he's one of the guys that can flirt with the the top tier of guys who just have so many targets coming their way. Uh, It's hard to compete with them. But I I do think if Andrews gets enough positive touchdown regression this year, he can pop back up there. Uh, Putting him here for means I'm going to be taking him. Mm. And you know, I I looked at my best ball teams uh, and one of the things I noticed is I don't have enough Lamar Jackson. Mark Andrews stack. And I know it's a little bit more expensive, but I think I want some of it because I, well, and, and the Lamar Jackson, you're getting at a good price. You're getting at a discount. Cause again, he's I, going low. He's going fourth. I think out of the and everyone, everyone had Lamar Jackson as their number one. They were drafting him in like the second round no. and everyone got burned. So now they're like, well, fuck this guy. I'm not no. drafting him again. And we've, we've taken our shots at Lamar, but certainly from a fantasy perspective in the regular season, yeah, I mean, uh, I, he's one of those guys getting a Seattle uh, Russell Wilson stack going and getting some more shares of a uh, Lamar Jackson stack going. And 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 you're right, you make a good case as the Mark Andrews being the one A. Maybe I, I just I don't know. I, I'm a little worried about their passing game overall, and that's why I had him lower. But yeah, I mean, certainly he was the number four fantasy football tight end for him to run it back and get number four again. That yeah, there's a pretty it, easy path to that. Well, and it because it seems like he just had a poor year. He was inefficient. Like, and I, I again, I think you know if he if he has one of those big time touchdown years because this offense is clicking again. They've changed nothing. All they've done is brought in more talent, and so I, it's it's very. I, I feel silly for not having more shares of the Baltimore offense. Brian, my number three tight end, and I, I'm guessing he didn't make your top ten because I don't think you would have him this high. Bobby Tunyon, why not Robert Tunyon? I I just don't get the case against Robert Tunyon. Is it the touchdown regression? Yeah, because we've had this conversation about touchdown regression before. We had it with Aaron Jones. Uh, and just the Packers in general. The Packers seem anti-regression, and I think Aaron Rodgers is going to play quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. He's gonna have a good year, and he's gonna throw some touchdowns to yeah. one of his few friends on the team, Bobby Tunyon. There's a pretty easy formula where he is number two in targets. He was he had 59 uh, 59 targets last year. He was only a couple behind Aaron Jones. I think he could easily exceed Aaron Jones. The 11 touchdowns to me, I know he was chasing the MVP a little bit with some of those, but overall he seemed like he really liked throwing to Robert Tunyon in the red zone. And just in general, like they seem to have a legit connection on the field. 
I, I I'm I'm kind of kicking myself for not having it more in best balls, but just looking at him, I mean, 52 catches on 59 targets, insanely high catch rate. Again, he's not he's not in that in that elite tier of Kelsey and Waller, and that that is the only tier for me. Um, but right behind it, I think he is. And and I'm not going to be surprised if he gets you nine, 10 touchdowns again, nine, 10 touchdowns and maybe more catches. Like you get 65 catches. You're going to be number three uh, fantasy football tight end again. I think he's the guy that runs it back. Give me Bobby Tunyon. I'm guessing he's not in your top 10. At no, all. It, it's tough. I mean, with the, it felt like he had a pretty good year uh, for his targets to still only be 59 across the entire season. He was carried there based solely on touchdowns. And and I think what scares me is that makes the floor really, really low. I mean, there's a lot of versions of this where Tanya, you know, Aaron Rodgers isn't the quarterback, uh, but maybe, you don't think Jordan love would want to throw it to Bobby Tanya. Maybe, maybe, I mean, I guess he wouldn't get those targets touchdowns. that way. Look, I, I like your, uh, your stepping out here. I, I, it's just, I have him outside the top 10 because I, 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 it's just too much uncertainty right now. And I'm certainly not going to put them up in this realm. I'm certainly not going to put them up. All uh, no risk it, no biscuit. No risk. Ryan. I like it. I like it. My number three guy, TJ Hawkinson. I mean, this is just, it's simply a volume play and, and w- Detroit lions. Uh, they, they had a uh, 558 targets last year, which is pretty, pretty high. Uh, 22.9 went to the tight end. That's only, only going to go up. I don't know who are going to catch. I don't know. Rashard Perryman. We're just going to roll guys out there. There's TJ Hawkinson's going to average. He's going to, he might lead the league in average targets. The reason he's not in the, uh, you know, you're, you're elite, uh, super sexy. These tight ends, fuck Kelsey Waller tier is because the offense probably is going to suck. And I think there's running backs that are going to steal points around. Well, the yeah. And you nailed it. I, I don't think you want to talk about teams that are going to be in bottom five pass attempts. I think it's going to be the Detroit Lions. No, I think they're going to be throwing so much. Cause they're going to be down. No, I, I don't, you need to establish the run. Even when you're down you're 14 right. points, uh, that's what you what's think gonna Dan g- Campbell's going to get away from the game plan. You think Anthony Lynn's going to adjust. I, I just, if they weren't going to be so bad, I'm with you. Like maybe uh, it keeps them out of being a top five pass attempts team, but I think there are going to be enough targets for for CJ Hawkinson to not he he can hopefully he scores some touchdowns, but if he is sitting there at the end of the year with averaging nine targets a game, I won't be surprised. And if he's averaging nine targets a game, it's going to be real fucking hard for him to not be the, the a top three tight end. So. Well, and and I think comparison. We want to talk about pass attempts per game. I'm looking at the bottom five last year. Any any guesses as to who the bottom five would be last year? Because there's a couple in here that would be surprising. I mean, I, I'm kind of also looking at a list, but I'm sure the the Giants and Jets are in that list. Uh, Baltimore is actually the least amount, twenty five point nine. New England twenty seven point five. Tennessee thirty point one. Jets thirty one point two. So you want to talk about a bad team that still doesn't get up their pass attempts? I think the Jets are comparable offense, mm. comparable Adam Gase, comparable shittiness, uh, comparable <laughs> quarterback play. I, I so that's why that that's why I'm out on on Hawk. I, I'll uh, I'll take the bet that Detroit isn't a bottom five or whatever you said pass attempts team. Well, I mean, yeah. they're in a dome, and of course we hate domes. 
I just think it's going to be a lot of check down Charlie. Now in the F in like uh, the FFPC and tight end premium leagues, Hawkinson becomes even more interesting. Well, He's a little sneakier there, but I, I think again, you look at the I just don't think he's going to get their touchdowns wise. That's why he didn't, I didn't have him in my top 10. I don't think he's getting, I mean, you, everyone in the top 10 last year had six uh, touchdowns or more. I don't think he catches six touchdowns. I, I think Jared Goff's the guy that throws. Yeah, I just think he's going to, he could add, he could clear the majority of tight ends by two targets a game. And I think that's going to matter. Like at the end of the day, that will, that will, that's a crazy stat. Not, not. I mean, like the the field. Like after Kelsey and Waller again. Kelsey last year, for reference, Kelsey averaged uh, ninety uh, nine point seven targets a game. Waller nine point one. All right. The next George George Kittle in his injury riddled season seven point nine, and then Logan Thomas six point nine. All I'm saying is that if Hawkinson averages nine, he's going to be too clear of most tight ends. So that extra opportunity should now I, I agree. I, the offense should suck. So I'm worried. Who's your number two guy. Yes. Um, we have the same number two, number, number one and number two guys, right? Yeah. I mean, Darren Waller, number two, Travis Kelsey, number one. I mean, you can get cute and I got cute last year as far as making Gasicki uh number one, but yeah, I mean the the Raiders 146 targets for Darren Waller last year. The guy's a beast. They play in a. They didn't play in a dome, or they did play in a dome last year. Still in a dome. Check uh, number two in targets last year. Nelson Aguilar, 82 targets. That's out the window. Uh, who's it going to go to? Probably Waller's going to get some of that. I mean, Henry Ruggs should have more, but he only had 43 targets. Hunter Renfro, 77. Like. Who are you worried about them not throwing the ball to? I still think they have a ton of issues on defense. Um, Darren Waller, he's just playing at a high level. Like, what's not to like about Darren Waller? Thirty-three percent of the target share to the uh, tight end. They actually led the NFL. So yeah, and it could go up. I feel. Uh, like. You know, in, in a strange way, I like Waller at the back end of the second round, early third round, more than I like Kelsey in the first round. And, and I, again, like you, you walk through whatever the, version what of the sucks team about Darren Waller is you have to draft Derek Carr with the stack, um, which is just not fun. Even though Derek Carr's numbers by all accounts are good fantasy numbers, don't make it your yards stack. per attempt. Don't make it your stack. Yeah. It's a real cheap stack. You're getting the quarterback for free, but just don't make it your stack. I mean, that shouldn't, you know, the more that I, as we were kind of diving in and finalizing rankings and stuff, one of the things I did kind of come back to, which, you know, I punt on tight end a lot, but I I've circled back to, to the thought that there are some guys here who I think I, I am going to start drafting more of uh, because I, I, I wouldn't mind ending up with one of these top five guys. I wouldn't mind ending up with some guys who I think have a very high floor. Robert Tunyon. Uh, look, if you like Robert Tunyon, no, take I, him. I know, and and I mean his ADP is like rock bottom for me though. Like especially in season long, why not take the elite pass catcher who happens to play tight end when everyone's taking their elite pass catchers in the second and third round? Yeah, and that's that's kind of where I'm at. Like I think I'm gonna end up with more Waller. I think I'm gonna start sneaking some some Hawkinson. I don't have and I don't Andrews. have I don't have anyone or I don't have I have very few shares of Waller. You know, doing this exercise realize it made me realize I, I when we do these best ball drafts, I gotta I gotta grab me some more Darren Waller. 
Um, I, I we think gotta get our shit going mentally. I think we've we've too often it's either Kelsey early or no one, and I think to me yeah. like if I look at the first five rounds and I I want to talk about getting five elite like most likely pass catchers or running backs. I'm I I've become a lot more okay with some of these guys being one of those five guys. Well, and and just looking at my my rankings and my best ball draft strategy, I could come away with Darren Waller and Robert Tunyon and not draft another tight end and barely use uh, much capital. Well, I mean, yeah, you, again, because no, I mean, Robert Tunyon's ADP is like no one believes in Robert Tunyon. Just me and Aaron Rodgers. And when you look at the when you look at the board of tight ends, I think taking one of those top guys, pairing them with one one of those guys in that tier. Like to me, wh- wh- however you like the tight end position this year, you probably have a log jam of guys from like 8 to 17 that are all relatively similar. You can make cases why they're going to have good years or bad years. And I think you pair one of those guys with an elite guy in best ball, that's a great strategy. Now in season long, the reason I like getting the elite guy is you don't have to worry about scrapping and and playing the waiver wire game. That's the other side of the argument, though, right? Save that draft equity for a position that's harder to play the waiver wire game with. Kramer, overall PPR consensus ADP for Robert Tunyon, aka Bobby T. I mean, he's probably outside the tenth round, right? One seventy one. Jesus. That that. That I question that consensus, but I I do think he's going. You know what? Or in the wild, he's probably going around Ferkser and and that nine no uh, earlier than that. Tight end is the ESPN eleventh for uh, MFL fan tracks thirteen. That makes more sense, and that that's probably in the Logan Thomas for most for most people like Logan Thomas, Kaseki, Noah Fant, or Smith maybe Tunyon, all in that tier. In that tier for me too, and we haven't really hit on Travis Kelsey, but again, just legit beast. He well, he doesn't miss games due to injury. I mean, I think the last game he missed, he didn't even really miss it technically because he got knocked out of the game, and that was the end of their season. It was he, that Titans Chiefs playoff game where he had an awesome first half and then got no. lit up, got a concussion. But um, yeah, I mean, coming off another eleven touchdown hundred. Uh, and five catches, fourteen, but sixteen, just set a career record in yards. This is why he's great. He had two games all year with less than seven targets. His floor is insanely high, and his ceiling is insanely high. Like there's a world where he get, he gets fifteen hundred yards in a seventeen game season. And again, this is back where not like you know not to get into the value of a replacement. It's an interesting conversation because tight ends will be deeper. And you will have the population of the analytics people that say, "Wait, play the streamer, just play matchups." But when you yeah. when when you can pick up a t- a guy who plays a position where most everyone else is getting thirty percent less of the target share, it, there is a certain cheat code aspect to it. And I think especially in this year where there's a lot of question about a lot of the guys being drafted in the top the top round, especially. But you could argue throughout the first two rounds to end up. Being able to take Darren Waller with that, like at that swing, maybe with your first pick in the third there at three, two, three, three, that's not the worst because you've gotten a stud running back, you've gotten a stud wide receiver, and now you've locked up a stud tight end. So, again, I'm not typically the guy. And here's my thing though if I do that, I'm not drafting the quarterback. I'm not, wait, I'm not spending the equity on that team in the quarterback room. 
So and the Kelsey, sorry, or were you talking about just Wallen? in general? Even Kelsey for like a season long, I, it would be pretty unlikely to take Kelsey and then also spend a lot of draft capital on Patrick Mahomes. Now, best ball again. I think yeah. you're almost kind of pigeonholed into it, but you know maybe we need to have that motto. You know, you don't have to stack the first guy you draft. You don't. Mm, uh, you don't. We'll see. It's a lot to invest. Second and third round picks, second and first round picks, first and third round pick. That's a lot to invest in a stack. Are you talking hero RB strategy, zero RB? I, I'm just saying hero that's, anchor strategy. I, if you stack Tyree Kill or Kelsey with Patrick Mahomes, that's a lot. It's not a bad. It's, it's not, not a bad team. Though. It's you got to have some of that, but it's also like that's a lot to invest. That team you've spent a lot on that stack. You're and you'll probably get a lot back though, right? Maybe. Hashtag invest. Maybe. All right, that does it for our uh, first of our Shit. fantasy top ten fantasy football tight end series. Make sure you download the SGPN app. Give it a uh, rating and review every Monday. Drafting winners for uh, Merch Monday. Gonna pick some random reviews, hook them up with merch, tweet out the winners every Monday at Gambling Podcast. Post the winner in our Slack channel, which you should be in if you want to hang out, chat with us, and a bunch of other. Hashtag Dejans Only. Winners only, please. Ryan, how many minutes did we do on tight ends? Uh, that's what I was saying. Shit. We were going to do a, a tight 30. It looks like we've done about an hour. Well, you know. Again, I, I was just, on tight ends. I had a ton of energy coming from the tight end summit, Ryan. Feeling on top it, of the world. Football is almost here. Got yeah. Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean Stacking the Muddy Green, and he is Ryan. Uh, good luck to your tight end, Sean. Kramer, let it ride.